Um, I think people liked the stream the other day, Zach. We should do it again. Yeah, yeah. Next time we'll do it in a right, right way. I upgraded to Discord Nitro yesterday to literally hey, yo. enable to upload a screenshot. Because, <laughs> like, I took a screenshot but, from the yeah. iPad, and the iPad does the whole screen. And the uh, whole screen screenshot is nine and a half megabytes because there's so wow. many Jesus. pixels. And pixels. Discord was like, hey, that's uh, that's over eight megabytes. So if you want to wow. pay for Nitro. And we had just had that conversation. So I yeah. upgraded and you can give like a, a boost, like a, a Nitro boost to your whole right. Discord server. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Which allows Balti. everybody to stream in 1080p. Uh, 30 frames or 720 60 frames so if wow. i had done that before our stream you would have been able to even if you hadn't upgraded oh wow right. and so for next That's time crazy. we can have a higher quality stream and then i want to try i wonder so i've been thinking about getting a capture card finally <laughs> i just want to wait for i got us one to... off uh, aliexpress it was 20 bucks oh okay <laughs> maybe you could record it yeah through your capture card so that we could then yeah, that works. publish it without having <laughs> to run through multiple software. Yeah. Well, otherwise, OBS also works. Like I have, I have a. If I use my desktop, it would it would be fine. I just find when I run, I call it OBS, but what it OBS is fine. OBS. Uh, when OBS I run it and try to stream, my computer just like eats shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like always one or the other for me. I love it. Um. I'll have a I'll have a play. Anyway, so I think it went well. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Can we keep this? Sorry for being absent, but that's okay. Yes, because yeah. I also have ten thousand other things to do today, which is kind of uh, all popular. Yeah, so I have a meeting, and then someone will come up, come and pick up their prints, and then somewhere in between i'll get a parcel and this kind of like yeah, one wow, of those yeah. days where you're in between th- ten thousand things and then i also have to find fucking shipping tubes hmm. so we should obviously talk about the apple event yes yeah. do we want to talk about anything else or should we just do apple for an hour well, we can talk about surface laptop if it fits uh <laughs> there's at least one giant story that i've forgotten but i can just yolo it until i remember <laughs> One giant story that you've forgotten. Always one. Always one. It's super weird to see you with the with the short, not blonde hair, but I it know, looks I good also. Hair, actually, yeah. well, Bluff cut my hair. Um, yeah, it was getting crazy. I do have intentions to get it dyed again. I ordered the dye and it just did, didn't come yet. It's been like over a week, so Weird. I was gonna bleach it and then go pink again, but. Um, I'm flying to the United States on Monday to get vaccinated and I come back at the end of May because I'm only allowed to spend 35 days in the U.S. a year, Uh, like a rolling 365 day year, um, or else I have huge tax consequences. So yeah, if I stay in the United States more than 35 days, I pay like tens of thousands of dollars in taxes next year and so i literally am staying for 34 days just enough time to get back like quarantine get vaccinated quarantine amazing fly kind of like four days before the the like full effects of the vaccine 
you know, like mm-hmm. they say like two weeks mm-hmm. after your second dose. Mm-hmm. Ideally, I could stay in the States for four more days, but, you know, I, it's the best I could do. So. Yeah. Anyway, so that's It'll happening. Pretty good. And then I'll it's be like 90% after the first dose. You'll be fine. Yeah. And then I'll be back in the United States or back in the Netherlands. And, um, and yeah, I'm excited to come back and have like a summer. I did Netherlands. Yeah. You, you do have to quarantine when you get back, I guess, but it's now five days or 10, something like that. Um, yeah, Blev is, Blev is thinking about staying longer in the States. Yeah. Um, because she doesn't have the same tax consequences I do. So yeah. I'll just be here by myself. It's super easy when you're alone to just quarantine for a week. <laughs> Don't leave. Like that's, yeah. There's nobody else in your space to, you know. Anyway, let's talk about tech. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about tech. Does it look like I'm wearing a bitch a shirt? Thing. Does it look like it says bitch? It might be, but... It does. Yeah. If it's down, like, is it, if is it here that it looks like bitch? Yeah, just there. Just <laughs> they sent me a bunch of cute stickers and stuff, too. I'm uh, becoming a yeah. pitch ambassador. Wow. Yes. Which uh, is free labor, I think. I think I'm doing free labor for them, <laughs> but that's fine. Um, yeah, I feel like that's what ambassador, yeah. me- being an ambassador means, kind of. Yeah. I like them, though. It's, it's a good product, and I use it all the time. So, anywho. Anywho. So, um... Also, Apple Podcasts. Oh, great point. Oh, my... Well, we should start with that. I don't know if you saw that news. Did you know that it said that it'll take a couple hours to create my account, and it's been two days now, and it still says a couple hours? I saw that a few people got delisted (laughs) because of it. (laughs) We haven't had that. Uh, But it's pretty bollocks. It's also classic Apple. It hasn't been touched in so fucking long. Yeah. Oh, my God. I I hope Um, I don't get delisted. Okay. Yeah. You ready? Eat. Yes. Hey, you're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, episode 168. Podcast looks at tech now shaping the world around us. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Grosser, and joining me are Frederica Malti. Owen Williams. Hello. Hello. How are so you? <laughs> I was uh, I was thinking we'd start with the weather update. Oh, and I'm, I hear it's snowing in Canada. <laughs> it really is. I don't understand it. It was like 20 degrees last week, and now it's snow. It's true. Uh, false weird. spring, right? Isn't that what it's called? Yeah, false yeah. spring? It feels yeah. like it. Um, it's fine. I don't know. It's like uh, we, we always call it Dutch weather. <laughs> like just that gray, gray lameness. Yeah. But uh, it's starting to... I mean, it was just like one of those one-day snow situations, but it's not like we're going anywhere, so it's not very disruptive. Right. Yeah, y'all. yeah it's been a pretty, pretty nice for once, I would say. Like, it's wow. still not really, like, beautiful weather, but um, the sun is out and, you know, wearing sunscreen again. <laughs> yeah, so it could stop. be worse. I haven't turned the but, heat on um, a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, bit, it's a little double because it's not... It's not nice weather it's not really sitting outside kind of weather but then when you look out of the window it's blue skies and the whole amsterdam is blooming at the moment which is amazing i always forget when that that that, that happens and amsterdam has a lot of trees that blossom it's 
it's quite incredible. But um, of, unfortunately, they only blossom for like a few weeks. Right. And then uh, we go back to regular trees. But, you know, it's amazing. Some some, some cherry blossoms, some, all kinds of blossoms. It's, the, the city is pink. <laughs> <laughs> I love Super it nice. so much. Yeah. Every year you're like, oh, everything's dead. And then suddenly, suddenly everything is pink. Lovely, loveliness. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Speaking of blossoms, you know what else blossomed this week? Oh what? my god, what a terrible segue. Blossom- it was an iPad event. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Owen. That's oh, the man, worst that one yet. Awful. No, it's probably not Spring the worst one forward. yet. Uh, that's where I was going, but it just oh, didn't. They did call it that, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, spring loaded. I'm surprised because Last wow. was spring loaded. Like the ten thousand dollar monitor or whatever with the thousand dollar stand. Five thousand dollars yeah. Whatever yeah, it was. They had stand, the whole yeah. thing about how the hinge was like a special spring. Yeah. They could have done that with the new IMAX. They could have yeah. leaned into the spring hinge, but I don't. By the looks of it, it probably doesn't have any springs in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, should we start in the order that they went? Do the podcast? I mean, it's the boring stuff. <laughs> I, the boring they, stuff. They made a new well, podcast like, app. Yeah. Okay. Which, that was I. You know what? I completely even forgot they talked about it. Like yeah. they barely touched on it during the event like it was so short they i can't remember the language they used because it's not i think they used catalogs they made playlists for podcasts and they said that creators can create them which i don't know if you remember the when instagram launched shopping they had something similar where like people can curate shopping so that's what they're going for and it's it's the idea is that you can make a group of episodes from various podcasts it right. kind of seems now that I've double checked it that these podcast networks, so like Gimlet is a pretty well known podcast network, or mm-hmm. the I don't know the Pod Save America one. What do they call their network? But you know these uh, these organizations where they're listed on the on the podcast store, the podcast whatever. It's not a store because they're all free for now. Um, for now. Yeah. They have a bunch of different shows. And so I think that mm-hmm. that's actually what this is. Rather than anybody being able to curate from any podcast, right. it kind of actually seems, now that I've looked into it, that it's just within a publisher. And so... Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. It's like, Gimlet can go and make like their five first, like the five first shows to listen to or something. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it immediately came to mind that Spotify already does this better because anyone can make a playlist of podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them anyway. Right, <laughs> but the, the thing that what? How fuck? I just hit my my funny bone. Oh um, no! Oh, no. <laughs> the thing so, is, oh fuck Apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing is that um, um, what I always miss in Spotify is uh, being able to sort by um um producer network i guess um because there's usually similar artists in their network that are like less well known or Mm -hmm. equally interesting um so you always have to do that kind of by hand Mm -hmm. um but um it sounds like this podcasting that uh, apple is doing right now is kind of like that where you can kind of see the bigger company behind behind the podcast maker you know Mm -hmm um but um yeah i doubt that it is that me and you as well we make a podcast but like you know as regular people can also make lists like my favorite podcasts whatever it would make sense to have something like that because 
I mean, the most asked question in the world ever is, which podcasts should I listen to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number one question. It also makes uh, me think, like, you know, Apple's leaning towards services a lot, right? And they have all of these different yeah. stores. And if you remember when the App Store got updated, I don't know if it was a year ago or two years ago now, where there's, like, these curated lists of the day of, like meditation apps or you know uh, they always have like a theme and this makes a lot of sense mm. where they can start having a lot of these and it's not just all apple creating them and they can yeah. create more of an experience but long story short the podcast yeah. app was updated well the most interesting then, thing about that was subscriptions yes. right like and it's funny because like now that I think about it, remember there was like three months ago they changed subscribe to follow. Yes. Yeah. Everyone was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> well, now we yeah. know. Um, so they well, launched a subscription feature, which people have been moaning about for years, right? Like podcast creators are like, "Let me take money," and of course, it is not what anybody asked for. Uh, but they did it in the end, like. I'm really frustrated by <laughs> by the subscription launch because it's like, I mean, I expected it to be like this, but it's not, I don't know. It, like Patreon is clearly still better. So what they launched is very straightforward. Now you can offer a subscription in the podcast only in the Apple Podcasts app. It's not part of the like the spec or like the open RSS thing. And it, you basically can sign up to be a podcast partner. You have to pay them. Of course, like the stupid developer program, $20 to get in. And then 30%. And then they take a 30% cut of all your subscriptions. Year. But people can subscribe. After, after the yes. first year, it, and then goes, it goes down. just 15%. But here's, but here's the kicker. So you can give people like uh, paid episodes and like behind the scenes content. But you can't contact them. You can't have any relationship with the people who pay you. Right. And in podcasting, I think that's honestly half of what people want out of this like when you join a patreon for a show like under understood or whatever you get access to a discord right you can't do that with this There's so no perks. Could. it's just get the you thing. could it's a word to me around. so go ahead Freddie. to uh, me it feels like this this whole thing is it's not about subscriptions or about podcast creators it's about giving us an incentive to only publish on apple only and, well, yeah, but, it's the same as the the Spotify play in a way. It's like the Spotify yeah. exclusive stuff. This is that, but for Apple Podcasts. But um, um, I, I, I think I think the whole um, what is the term again? Um, when you put a little hedge around a garden, walled garden. Yeah, the whole walled garden thing <laughs> is so awful. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Hedge around the, a garden. Hmm. The, the whole walled garden thing is yeah. absolutely the opposite from what we wanted. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I listened to this podcast, which is also the sentence I say the most these days. It's insane. I listen to so many podcasts right now. It's it, yeah. completely nuts. But I listen to this podcast and um, they are a Dutch podcast and they're, they have quite a big fan base. And so they are part of a... A podcast network called um, Dag en Nacht Media, which is a Dutch company, and they have this. Uh, Dag en Nacht Media is, is is the company that has a bunch of podcasts, and they have a recording studio in Amsterdam, and they also have all the resources that you can borrow, use, whatever the hell. Um, they have producers, they have staff, but they also came up with this new idea called Vriend van de Show which means friend of the show, literally. I'm, I wonder if there is 
like an right. American equivalent of this or an, an, yeah, yeah. a global like equivalent of this. Because the there's of the show. Yeah. there is a few of them in the Netherlands. There's also Pechi Off, uh, mm-hmm. which means head off, I guess, like a, you know, like a tip. Um, and um, the cool thing is, is that what it is, is just basically a platform, not like Patreon, but kind of like Patreon, but completely right. focused on audio. Uh, on having like the show notes in there but also like images but also it's a place where you could have uh, an after show with Mm -hmm. your listeners so you're paying your friends the the friends of the show can tune in and have you know the extended version or Mm -hmm. they can listen into the 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 after interview you had with a, a, a guest or whatever and the reason why this works really well is because a lot of people just want to give money to their favorite podcasts because they want them to yeah. exist. Da, da, da. But next to that, you're getting a lot of extra content that actually makes sense mm-hmm, to get. Mm-hmm. You can ask questions. You can interact with these people. And, and that's I really... the difference. The first part is what's included in this, but you can't you, interact. You could. I think... You could. It's just not How? built in. But How? you could go, you know... Yeah. So part of this is... What's really interesting is there's some nuance here because Apple is allowing different models. Yeah. There's like donations, subscriptions, right, yes. there's you could subscribe and get the episode yep. early or mm-hmm, an extended like one or yeah. live show, you know, so there's like other different models. But let's say you send out an exclusive version to these paid subscribers. Mm-hmm. You just go, all right, everybody go to discord.gg slash blah, 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 or bitly.com slash get rid of them if they stop paying like what i'm saying is it's, right yeah it's not tied it's together as much hassle you might as well just say go to my patreon page it's probably you know i don't think the conversion is going to be any higher <laughs> like and you're paying 30 percent, right the i think patreon's 10 or 12 percent, which is pretty Frederica's point about like the walled garden is the part of this that actually confuses me like yeah. Apple is always looking for more ways to get people to be like, "Oh, I was thinking about switching off iPhone, but then I would right. lose X." Yeah. And this is another one of those because mm-hmm, if you're mm-hmm. subscribing to exclusive podcasts in the Apple Podcast app, <laughs> well, there's no Apple Podcast app on any other device. You can't listen mm. to them on a Windows computer. You can't yeah. listen to them on an Android phone. And so, but it doesn't really make sense because then as the creator, you have in mind, well, I can't get this whole podcast market. I'm limiting my market versus Apple's whole pitch on the app store is we can get you in front of more phone users than anyone else can. And so you're like, yeah, as an app developer, I can see like we kind of need to be on the app store because you get to the most people. But yeah. as a podcast creator right now, uh, having an RSS feed means you can get the most people. So this is like yes. kind of yeah. confusing. And then your point of like, if they're going to take 30% and then eventually 15% plus $20. So now I'm paying to get less people. Mm-hmm. So Apple really has to prove here over the next year before the following event where they're like, this is a huge success that right. people are making more money through them than if they were to do a Patreon or Spotify exclusive. Yeah. And I think that yeah. that's something that they're going to have a hard time doing. I think it's going to be easier for Spotify to do that, to be honest, because it's cross-platform. And if they if they do any integrations and stuff, or like the things like Frederica was saying, like I really think the interaction is what people pay for. Like the yeah. value to me, for example, with Under Understood, is like I can join their Discord and actually talk to them. 
but there's also something else right like if i am an app developer and i'm making i don't know say something random a calculator app that's better than the (laughs) standard calculator app right um and i have some friends who are on android but my my app is ios then like yeah yeah, they would miss out on my fantastic calculator app but there is (laughs) others you know it's it's not a big deal it's fine whereas if i'm doing a very important show about journalism that I pour my heart and soul into. I'm making content that is about something that's important that everyone should listen. Then I would feel heartbroken if my friend couldn't listen to it because they yeah. don't have an iPhone, you know. But and that's and the, that's the kicker is if even if this appeals to you as a say like that show you were talking about the Netherlands one, you're going to use the iPhone thing, get the money through that you're still going to have to stand up a separate thing to get money from literally anyone else. Yeah. And that's yeah. where it falls apart to me is like, it's not worth the hassle. <laughs> it's so, just not worth it. All this said, I'm still going to use this. And it's because, so my other podcast, Bezier, is a design interview podcast. And I've just gotten in the habit of like, no matter when I'm done editing an episode, it comes out on Monday. So if I'm done editing on Thursday, I just schedule it to publish on Monday. And so I don't see any reason why I wouldn't spend the extra five minutes, if Apple ever approves me, to throw it in the subscriber feed and just call it the tier of, like, get get the episodes early. Like, you just get them early. And because right now I I publish with Anchor, and Anchor has – it auto-generates a web page for your podcast. Like, Charged has one, too, because we use Anchor. So you go to anchor.com slash, I think it's charged-podcast, and that also works. You can go there and not just subscribe, but you can listen, and you can donate. So Anchor has the Patreon model built in. There's a donate button. You can sign up for some recurring donations of a couple bucks a month. I push that as a way to support Bezier right. instead of having, like, a separate Patreon for it. And no one has ever used it. And that's fine. Like, it's not mm. a super high listener number show. I don't have a ton of listeners. Mm. It's maybe a couple hundred for each episode. But nobody has supported. And so I'm right. wondering, like, well, with this Apple way, I might just, like, it's another opportunity for me to try it getting subscribers. Yeah, um, exactly. Especially because, like, the, the value prop of my show is that we share those profits with all of the guests of the show. So, which we haven't had profits yet, but like, right. Anyway, yeah. I'll still try. So this. maybe, maybe it makes more sense for people who are starting up their podcast because it's a very easy way to get into getting people to subscribe and pay. Also, the other thing that I think is good about it is the fact that um, it will maybe change a little bit that mindset that we have i mean we've been working on the internet is not free for the Mm -hmm. last 10 years right and so far podcasts have been the one thing that have been free throughout you know people make hours and hours of podcast content for basically uh nothing well nothing is a big word yeah yeah, ad oh. revenue, and then there is like you know the, the what it adds to you as a personal brand and la la la, but you know it's not like it it, it doesn't really get actual. So I kind of like the fact that as it's being built into the system, I hope that um, it will be you know more achievable for more people to get monetized from the get go. Yeah, you make a really good point though. The Apple model, you're not allowed to have ads in your show. Really? Yeah. If you sign up for this, 
It yeah, says you can't have, you have to get rid of ads in the show. Well, it makes sense in a sense that um, if I pay for Spotify, I kind of don't want to have ads in there either. And actually, podcasts have been the only exception where I get ads in a show for I, I a service that best, I already pay for. The best part about living in Europe, though, is that you don't... Um you don't often get ads like often it'll be like all right after the break and then the, it'll be like all right we're back i'm like yes okay. it's true Same but then too. <laughs> but then uh for instance this podcast, net, podcast network that i just talked about they do yeah. ads of their own shows in the other shows right so you still get some sort of but ad you, you know it's not like the... but you're paying spotify and spotify is not paying these podcast creators it's not like Which... with music artists where you're paying yeah. i mean they pay them fractions of a cent but they're yeah the your money flows that way and that's why you're getting ad free music listening the podcast creators don't see any money from spotify unless they're of spotify exclusives yeah which is lame so, so yeah i don't sorry go ahead i love talking about the podcast industry but, but I yeah really want it's to time about to colorful imax <laughs> oh man you're gonna so... everyone's gonna hate me for this uh-oh what's they're happening so boring like oh, yes, oh, finally what? some color. What? No, listen, finally some color. Okay, I'm so excited for this. <laughs> no, no, they're so lame. Get some fucking high schoolers to come in and pick the colors. Like they're so yeah, dad okay. colors. And I understand yeah, okay. people with money are Apple's ideal user. But if you look six months into the future, there's a pro yeah. line and a consumer line. You've got your MacBook Pro and your iMac Pro that are black. Maybe a Mac Mini Pro or the Mac Pro Mini. Black mm -hmm. M1X chip. And then you've got this line, the M1 line, where you've got the MacBook Air. They'll probably add some colors. You've got the, yeah. these colorful iMacs. This is the consumer line. They're supposed to be mm -hmm. the cheaper ones. They're supposed to be the, the more like great for people that don't need to run super pro software. Right, because right. the M1 chip is only going to go so far, especially with only eight gigs of RAM. Mm -hmm. So this is the the cheaper consumer targeted line, and they go colors that are for you know the average age of an Apple executive. It's yeah. just, it, I mean, you're right, you're right, but they also are very clearly homages to the like old, like they just cloned all the colors from the the Aqua IMAX, like the yeah, ones. but those Apple IMAX. I call it the fish tank IMAX. What is that called? Like the, the candy IMAX. The Apple IMAX you could kind of see through. They had they were semi-transparent. They were yeah, fun. The, those were the best. They ones. were fun. They could make these transparent, and that would be dope. Well, so that's uh, what that's my other take. This is a two trillion dollar company. You can do more than seven colors. Like make it customized. <laughs> make it custom. Well, they they're could going do to. They're going to release a new one every yeah. year. No, I and don't they're think gonna, so. Like, because look at the, no, I mean, the history of but... the iPod line when they would release like seven different colors and then the next year they would yeah. all be like variations of those colors but not the same yeah, ones yeah. again. Yeah. But I will say it is cool to see them do color again. But I really the, the, enjoyed that. It's funny because when you said they're boring, I was like, Zach, what are you fucking saying? They're amazing. But you're actually quite right. But the thing is, the reason why I didn't really consider this is because... Apple has always been batting with colors. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. There I said it. All the colors yeah. have always been bad. You know, like But they still look cool. <laughs> so it's like Okay, but remember those when you've been remember at those black or gray for yeah. the last 7 years. <laughs> remember those fucking candy uh iPhones that they did at some point. Oh my god, they even like, uh, the Crocs iPhone? 
Oh, yeah, those. Well, iPhone oh, 5 yeah. Oh, with the, the colors were so awful. They were yeah. so bad. They were like the the worst colors possible. You're right. They're always bad at color. I, I to Owen's um, point, you're right. I would still buy it. You're right. This is way better than the choice between silver and space gray, which is just dark yes, silver. Like exactly. This is way way better, but so, still that is cool. For me, uh, my, my expectations are higher. This. That's all. The white front is a problem for me. What? I, I don't understand. If it. you, if I think it's, it's like cute. If you fine. use it just dark mode, it looks weird. And if you don't use dark mode, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. And also, it has a huge chin. However, I would still buy it, which is interesting coming from me, the guy on this podcast who was like, buy Windows for the last, like, seven years. I would buy this if they had shipped a 27-inch one. They're gonna. Actually, yeah. I probably wouldn't buy it because I don't need it at all. But <laughs> it's, no, it's but still like, very I, I, cool. I think it's so to what it says to me is it's kind of like the new desktop computer you would have in your home. Maybe you yeah. have like a very aesthetic if you have like, a family, home. I think it's really cool. Like, and have, this one could be like nice in your living room yeah. and like it will look good if will photograph amazing. Um, it's kind of it is kind of an iPad on an arm, you know. I'd, but that's where I was really yeah, no pencils like they unveiled it and I was like, Oh my god, it's iPad on an arm. Can't touch it. Can't draw on it. <laughs> Disappointed. Oh yeah, same. I, it's so close to the surface. Like, what I think struck me about the whole thing is it was... I was really impressed. Like, they finally did a lot of the stuff. It's very thin. It's very cool. It is literally basically an iPad. Like, there's an iPad in that thing. That's why it's so thin. And literally, by the we way... We have to talk about the iPad. It's the same hardware as the iPad. But, like... And then they don't even mention the... Like, even just the pencil. It has a hinge in it. Like, you, you, the fact that you can't draw on it, I'm just like... it's. It's so close. It really gives so Microsoft close. one more year to really knock the Surface Studio out of the park. Oh my god. If they don't update it this year, oh. Yeah, it I was will really die disappointed by that. But there's but, um, a lot of really cool details in this thing, by the way. Like the the power cord, the braided power cord. That's nice. Beautiful. I hope the fact that you can get like uh the I you know how they got it so thin by the way, right? Is they put the power supply in a giant box that sits on your floor. <laughs> but well, it's I mean, really cool because it has ethernet in it. Which that's the, is that's smart. the same trick as uh, as those frame TVs did as well. Yeah, and I mean that's... the Xbox, the previous Xbox did this. It had a honking like two kilo power supply. <laughs> that's how they got it so small. The Ethernet thing is really interesting, yep. just because the bottom price tier doesn't have it. And it's I know. like, oh my how, god, it's so frustrating. How expensive <laughs> was the Ethernet port? It's like a dollar. It's a dollar difference. Yeah, like, that's an interesting flex of like, well, someone that needs Ethernet, we're gonna get a couple hundred extra dollars out of them because if that's the well, only thing they the, need, they have to the upgrade. The base iMac also doesn't include. It has two USB ports, and like at right. this point, it's just like, just include them. <laughs> it's, it's a weird. That bottom price point is a weird anchor it's really just to say that it starts at upsell. whatever yeah that's an upsell yeah, but I that's mean, some that's nothing that's nothing new under sun either right yeah no. the macbooks that are the, the cheapest are the, the ones that you should absolutely not get the iphones that have almost no storage they are trash like we all know this by now they are just trying to be like okay we're also cheap enough for everyone yeah. which is yeah. just not true because then you find yourself hating your computer for the rest of yeah, the four years that you'll don't, have it don't buy the base model iMac if you're gonna buy it yeah it has eight gigs of ram as well 
They didn't mention this during that freaking keynote. Usually they're like, you can customize it to do whatever the fuck under the sun. This time they're like, a gig. It's got a gig. Well, so everyone... Yeah, I think my mum would be fine with it, for instance. But, you know, last time would be it. Friends don't let friends buy bad computers. Yeah, but, like, last year when the M1 came out, all the benchmarkers on YouTube were like, the 8-gig MacBook Air actually... It's fine. ...works. (laughs) It's enough. Here's, Here's my take on this. It's fine. But... If you're buying, particularly if you're buying an iMac, I don't think it's a very good excuse. Like those things last a decade. Yeah. And if you buy the eight gig one, I promise you, it won't. It will not. It will not. Yeah. <laughs> like it just won't. It's not future proof. So, but that's what Apple it's like likes. Buying the eight gig Crocs iPhone. Nobody could update it within two years because there wasn't enough space on it. Like. Yeah. <laughs> no, everybody. No, I'm sorry. That's what Apple wants. Is they want people to buy a new computer as frequently as possible so buy the 8 gig now buy a new one in a couple of years because that's not enough and obviously it's anti-consumer but yeah i was gonna say like the reason why i usually like apple computers is because they last for so long yeah but do they <laughs> they last a long time provided you make the right buying choices at the, at the that's the thing and i just well it's it's good enough for most people, and I think that's what a lot of us in tech miss, and I think my, that's true. Uh, but longevity, I think, is the the thing here. But we we yeah we we do I do have to put the footnote that the only reason why I talk about the longevity is because I had quite a few machines from the two thousand and one to two thousand and fourteen era, mm-hmm. and some of them I owned, and some of them were like work computers, um, and. Most of them have have lasted like insane amounts of years. Like my yeah. first MacBook that I ever bought, my sister still uses it today. Wow, awesome! And that I awesome. I have worked on like a secondhand MacBook Pro 15 inch from 2011 from Owen for like four yeah, years it. after he after I already used it for like three years <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but, but I, those I, were tanks. But yeah, those ones were the best ones. They were they are crazy. Like the battery is fucked in both of yeah. them, but like that's the thing you can change. Uh, and IMAX then... tend to last a really <laughs> no long battery. Time. Like, yeah, that's right. Fem's Fem's mum uses a really old one. Uh, although I also would uh, say that a big reason they last so long is because you can upgrade them. Like you can yeah, pull exactly. the screen out and do that. I've recently even do. done this uh, to a computer, to an it's old terrifying, uh, iMac. By the way. <laughs> oh, I thought it was and fine. And these new ones, you can't do it. Upgradable. You can't do yeah. it to them anymore. Solid. But th- this is what I, this is the footnote I was going to place because they have definitely changed these things, and yeah. I have definitely seen people with 2015 MacBooks that are, you know, completely not happy with them, and yeah. you know. So I wonder if this has changed, and I wonder, yeah, I mean. The next thing they'll bring out is hopefully the M1 MacBook Pro that will come in silver and black and maybe one other fun it'll color. Come, it'll come in colors for sure. You think They're so? Not gonna do you beat. think the Pro? Yeah. I thought they were going to go like black, black and just... Yeah, the it's Pro, It'll be like the MacBook Pro Max and that'll be black and then like everything else. Pro Actually, Max. it's usually the MacBook Airs and stuff that they'll do the fun yeah. weird shit on and then the Pro ones. Because that's, that's what struck me about this is like... There's only a 24-inch iMac. It's not available in black. Well, it's pretty obvious. No, so I think the MacBook, yeah. the MacBook so Pros, the MacBook yeah. Pros will not be super colorful. It will be the yeah. MacBook Airs, um, and the MacBook Airs will look fantastic. They will look like an iPad with a thing attached. I'm sure. Sell but, me an iPad that runs a Mac. Like, I was, 
same thing for the for the new ipad that came out like the previous ipad that came out was the ipad air and they are in all fun colors right yeah good colors but fun colors yeah they exist yeah i think that green is again yeah yeah their greens and their blues are usually terrible anyway but the the new ipad just comes in silver and uh because it's the pro one silver and that's a good segue into that right um I, i mean i don't the thing that's interesting about what happened with iPads is they put the MacBook chip in it. And it was so funny because it was like the iPad Pro now with M1. I was like, wait a minute. Wasn't the M1 just for the... <laughs> it was like the iPad chip for the Mac and now it's gone the other way. And I, I can't figure out if it means something or not. It does. It <laughs> like, does. Well, two things. Yeah. One, I don't know that I would recommend a MacBook Air to somebody right now. Because the MacBook yeah, I mean, Air the has the same hardware as this ipad but this ipad yeah. has a better screen and oh that is touch the coolest screen thing about that, yeah. and pencil input so yep. i would say maybe spend a couple hundred more dollars because you kind of have to spend a little oh and 5g so you spend a little bit mm-hmm. more i know the ipad pro it goes up to like 23.99 now but i don't think you need to go that far that's like two terabyte Mm-hmm, but I think mm-hmm. you could spend a little bit more than a MacBook Air right now and get a comparable iPad Pro plus the keyboard case, either Apple's or somebody else's. And yeah. it's probably a better buy than the MacBook Air, except you don't have Mac OS. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that at think WWDC... That, well, the signals, yeah. the signals that that might happen in some form, because uh, the universal app thing, I had a debate with a friend of mine because i was saying like oh yeah they're definitely going to do it mac os is an app because there's a lot of hints that that could happen especially when they there was a there was a, a image at the end of the keynote that really struck me as they showed the imac from the side and then they showed the ipad from the side now i was half waiting for him to be like one more thing and it goes Boof, together <laughs> like because i you could because the i like the imac runs iphone apps i actually think that's one of the really compelling things about wouldn't it be amazing if games. they were like Haha, ha, jokes on you. It's not an iMac. It's actually an iPad, and this is a stand. And that's what Microsoft did with the Surface Studio. I remember when they unveiled that. I was like, "What?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, I think I think that's actually sort of coming in terms of like the iMac, the iPad doing something more. But I actually don't think it'll be what I was saying. I think yeah. Mac OS as an app would be interesting. It's not I think it'll be the opposite. It's like Xcode yeah. from the desktop will run as an app. And you'll just be able to install shit that has been updated to use the new framework. It might be a little bit more jank. You'll get a mouse. You probably can't launch it and like without the the mouse attached or something, whatever. But it will it will let you do stuff like that. So there's a Final Cut Pro rumor that I think actually informs what's going to happen here with Xcode. Ooh. So the rumor is that they're going to come out with a subscription price for Final Cut Pro. Now before oh. Final Cut Pro was. I mean, it used to be really expensive, and you had to buy the boxes, C- so CDs expensive. to install it. But then it became three hundred dollars on the Mac App Store, and it's a one-time purchase. And so I've had yeah. Final Cut Pro X since it came out, which wow. was in two thousand eleven or twelve. Two thousand eleven or twelve. It's like the opposite of Adobe. You would have paid that every six right. months, right? And I paid Apple three hundred dollars <laughs> for it ten years ago, and I still they, use it. So this is. I'm not surprised that this is the rumor that they want to do a subscription model. They, Well, everything else is a subscription. Yeah. And Adobe gets lots of money from subscribers, and that's Apple's main competitor in the video editing space. And so all the rumors kind of point to a Final Cut iPad Pro app. 
Interesting. Which, that makes sense. I mean, if you look at the way they framed the iPad in this event, if you watch the videos, it was heavily like film yes. industry, TV yes. shows, like photographers, location, yeah. like editing on location. And like the story was a little good. Like they always have this. The story is a bit gappy because like the biggest stuff is coming later this year. And that's what struck me actually is it's powerful enough because they started talking about the memory yeah. in it. When did you ever hear Apple say, okay, you've got two terabytes of storage, which is by the way, fucked. Uh, uh, and then they were like, there's eight gig and 16 gig memory options. Can I just survey the room? Has anybody had an iPad that's run out of memory? Never. <laughs> like never. <laughs> no. But it implies that this kind of thing. But coming. so I think. Well, okay. yeah, exactly. But I was thinking like a two terabyte iPad, like maybe I'm like, I've been feeling insecure about this for a while. And I think I've even talked about it on the podcast before, but I was trying to figure out why you would want so much storage for instance, film industry on the iPad, because when I like I, I draw on my iPad daily, I have yeah. more than 300 files on my iPad. Uh-huh. And I think I have a, what is it? 64 gig yeah. iPad or something stupid. And it's not full at all. Like yeah. two things that have never happened to me with an iPad is filling it or having it go slow. <laughs> I, I, have, yeah. I have mine full, but it's because wow. back when I worked at Figma, I traveled all the time and I would mm. just fill it with movies mm. to watch on the plane yeah. because it is the best media de- watching device. Okay, that's what I, when I And so, that. yeah, I, but that's what I use storage for. I understand uh, what Owen's saying of like the film industry. I think, yeah, if you're going to back up your raw photos from your camera or edit video on it, then two terabytes makes sense otherwise well especially with that new yeah. screen that's what they're going so hard on is like so they have the five thousand dollar screen with the stupid stand it's ridiculous the pro xdr and they were like oh now we put that which in is the cool iPad and it's dirt cheap uh and it's insane like it's one of the best you'll never get a screen like that in any other tablet it's ridiculous uh and like okay the average person won't care but the film industry will yep. it's going to be the most color accurate right like, brightest display and that's what they well, really do you remember pushed. I am um, really gonna try and get it because I'm yeah, afraid say, there will only be upgrade? three. You've been you've been waiting for an upgrade, right? No, I've been I've been waiting for this. I was like ready to pull the trigger on my oh. iPad saga, and then Zach Wait. was like, um, <laughs> "So I've been this are you ordering yeah. this guy." Yeah, well, so I'm going to try, but I am afraid that there's only gonna be three available for the whole of the Netherlands, as <laughs> the chip shortage is still huh? going strong. Yeah, that's what they didn't say. Is like it's available quite a lot later than normal. And they, you know, they didn't say how many. I mean, they never say that. But, like, it was surprising they were able to say it was available given that literally some companies might, can't even make cars right now because well, there's not enough chips. Right. I think the pre-order is on the 30th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the IMAX, the so IMAX don't even... Like, usually Apple would be like, ships May 19th. The IMAX say, second half or of May. Today. <laughs> That's what it says on the website. Second half of May. Oh. That's um, yeah, I... Uh, interesting if you can't get one freddy let me know i'll try to get one for you in the united states but you should be able to get one. Oh, sure nice. that's a, that's a that's a thing um that is a thing just to need. finish up my like thought process of like if final cuts becoming an app then that means they're gonna go an app for each desktop app rather than the desktop right. os and so i think you're gonna continue to be disappointed i think you're gonna have ipad os mm. for the next couple of years and you're not going to get, yeah. you're going to get, you know, Parallels will update and you'll be able to do Windows for ARM on an iPad, but you will not get Mac OS. Yeah. 
I just don't think it's going to happen. I think that if they, if you could get para, like, that's the biggest thing I see. But there's some gaps in this, actually. It's like, if, because there's rumors that you'll be able to run virtualized stuff on the iPad after WWDC, which is amazing. Like, run Windows on there and I can suddenly do web development on it. But I still can't do it the same yeah. way as my back. I do think there's a gap there that they, I have a feeling they're going to do something in, but I just don't know what it is. I mean, literally, macOS as an app feels like the kind of direction they could go in. It's like, or maybe even like if you have the mouse and keyboard hardware that shows up, but if you don't have it, it just doesn't let you do it. There's some really interesting, cool things they could do there to not break it, but you're right that it's like they're going to do the thing you don't right. want them to do. Like it's yeah. not going to be... They've, everybody's been like screaming about this for years, but you can see how close it is. Like they're so overlapping now. Like the iPad and the Mac before were so far apart in terms of Vendo, and it's almost the same now. It's like... The thing that bummed me out about this event was like looking at the iMac thing. I was like, wow, I wish I could get an M1 just so I could use the apps on my computer because that's the thing that you don't realize you're missing out on if you don't have one of the new ones. It's like you can run the Twitter app from iPhone. You can run the Spotify. Get a Chromebook. That's so cool. Just get a Chromebook. You don't even know. Yeah. No, I can't. I have to use whatever my work gives me. That was, during the live stream, that was what Owen was most frustrated about was what his work will and won't let him do. And so I think, I think, I think you need to unionize. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think we just need to get like flexible IT. I mean, I get it. Like you got to have some rules. I've never worked anywhere that's like perhaps the specific, um, but I also understand, like, it's not easy to... Right, plus they would, so. you'd be their special case anyway. because you'd switch computers every three months and they would be like, yep. this guy again. Yeah. yeah. Why is this guy logged in on 28 <laughs> things? So that is, but that's the, the thing that I, I think maybe I've become old, old now and I'm like, I'll just use what they give me. Uh, like, I don't, because I could go and buy an iMac, but I'm only, only use it after work. Well, to be <laughs> honest... just feels a bit silly. That's kind of the ideal use case for this computer. Right. Yes, it's not the pro model. Yes, it's got 8 gigs of RAM. But you, according to you, it looks great. So I yeah. think like you're kind of the perfect audience for this because it's here's, not your main computer. Here's the problem. The, the If they had target display mode like they used to, which let you plug in your MacBook and use it as a screen, sure. That would be cool. I could justify that. That Otherwise, would be cool. Or, I'm going to have this beautiful thing sitting on my desk all day that I can't even use. Like it just, yeah, there's a bit of a gap there. Right. Like, yeah. And they remove, to be clear, they removed target display mode. I think in, I don't know when the T2 chip came out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and so they got rid of that. And I think that's a real shame because that could have been the excuse, right? It's like, it's a great screen. You can like plug your MacBook in and then like log off and like do, do your own thing. But alas, but they want you you're buying them iPad, right? Yes. If I can, if it's available. <laughs> Which one? Tell us the specs of the one you're getting. Um, I had, uh, I haven't done the final research yet, but I was looking at it quickly, and I'm thinking I'm getting the big one for sure. Big boy. Well, it's got and... the good screen. You have to you have to get a big one. Uh, yeah, but like also, I, yeah, I've always had the big one. I li- I like working on a bigger screen. It makes the most sense. Um, I'm definitely not gonna get the lowest. Um option for storage but also definitely not the highest um so i was thinking like just one step up maybe. you have to break into the one terabyte at least to get the extra ram yeah mm. but i don't know if i need the extra ram because i did some research on the ram part and how it 
influences my work or not because the thing yeah. is i did some research into can i also get uh the air one right instead right, um, right, right. and the reason why i why i would make a difference is um um, if I work in Procreate, I, there is uh, per file, depending on how big it is, um, you can have a, an X amount of layers. And the more RAM you have, the more layers you can use um, in uh, the program. Yeah. Okay. Um, so on the um, um, on the Air one, that would be quite minimalizing. Quite mm -hmm. min yeah, that would be quite annoying to, for me. Yeah. Uh, but many other people might don't might not need hundred layers. You know, they might yeah, be fine yeah. with like sixty or whatever. And the thing is, again, with the upgrade on the RAM in the Pro, it's again you get more options. So you could right. have like two hundred layers, for instance, or four hundred, whatever. But I'm I don't make work that needs that kind of stuff. But yeah, so for cases like that, working on large files gets easier. Um, mm -hmm on that but i i just really don't need one terabyte the only reason i could imagine wanting slash needing why it could be interesting is because there's more and more 3d software that works really well uh, on the ipad right right and i have I have to say that all looks super cool but then uh, i'm kind of like investing in painting right now which is like kind of the opposite direction of going deeper into like 3d or whatever so well, yeah, I'm not completely sure. Well, but you said yourself, like, you uh, you know, your MacBook is six years old and this technology lasts a lot longer. Mm -hmm. I would I would maybe future-proof for yourself because then you could keep this iPad for five years. And you're like, True. well, at least I got one with the LiDAR and the extra space so that when, you know, in four years, I want my paintings to be posted in three-dimensional space for other people to find, <laughs> like... And if AR graffiti. Once we get a little bit further in AR, you know, if you believe the which they didn't mention, by the way, where not even going. once during this event. Usually, it's like an they hour did. of no, dudes pointing it around. I mean, it, they, they did, but like, did. what I mean is, it wasn't like thirty minutes of like dudes doing like AR Lego, <laughs> right? Because I think I think that you will see that at WWDC. Yes, some like yeah, exactly. serious AR demos. Um, yeah. because the LiDAR in the past, like, 16 months that they've had out is, mm -hmm. like, pretty advanced. Yeah, it's quite insane. Mm -hmm. I've seen people scan their houses and stuff, and it was quite, it was quite accurate, actually, what happened. Yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's kind of, like, am I gonna go and get the mm -hmm. future-proof one, uh, and go all out? Like, who knows? Maybe I am doing 3D What's the in price the... difference is the real question here? Is yeah, it, I think it's... Are you looking at 200 bucks, or are you looking at, like, 500 no, it's rather, it's almost double, I feel. Like, I know that the, yeah. the two terabyte one is like 2,000 euros, and the one I was looking at was like 1,200 or something. So, okay, wow. This is in USD. The, the 128 gig is the base model, and that's 1099. And yeah. then 256 is 1199. 512 is 1399. A terabyte is 1799, and that's when you break into 16 gigs of RAM yeah. as well. And then the two terabyte yeah. is twenty one ninety nine, and that's before you add five G, which now they're charging a full two hundred dollars to get the cellular. Ooh. It used, I think, it started at like one twenty nine, and was one twenty nine for a long time to like get to cellular. Which yeah, I have the that's enough. The first generation eleven inch iPad Pro is when yeah. they went with to USB C and the current form mm -hmm. factor. 
I did go cellular, and I'm really, really glad I did. Because... It's the best ever. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice to have... I, I do feel really privileged because I have Google Fi on it, and so it's, yeah. it feels free, to be honest, because Google Fi is so cheap. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I really, of course, yeah. I'm really glad I have the cellular one, but I don't know. It's hard when it's in COVID and you're at home all the time mm-hmm. to imagine why you would want that. But when yeah, I was it's also... traveling all the time, I used yeah. a ton of it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that would be amazing then. But yeah, right now, I barely ever use my iPad anywhere else and at home or in the yeah. studio. Yeah. So probably don't need the exactly. cellular. So you're looking no. at, if you get we... the 256 and Wi-Fi... That's twelve hundred USD, which I, I yeah, which is such a big difference. Yeah, well, and that's the price of a an MacBook Air, right? Yeah, like two fifty six mm. with with the M one. Let's look at the MacBook Air. Sorry, I didn't mean to slow down the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. My computer. We, we are the, the final moments too. So yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna round up after it ends. Let's see where my parcel is. Uh, <laughs> ten stops. Okay, so the eight core CPU M1 chip with the seven core CPU, two fifty six storage, is nine ninety nine. Wow. Mm. Damn. So that's crazy. It's not much of a jump, and you get the better screen, almost identical yeah. same screen size, Face ID, yeah. right? Because the iPad's Face yeah. ID, and I wonder, did they did they add Touch ID to it? No. Yes or no? The iPad? No. No. Because I did add it to the the I- Air. iPad yeah, Air. Yeah, that's it's, it's. You know what's really funny is I really love that they have that. I have that one with the Touch ID, but it really messes me up. I wish it had Face ID and Touch ID because half yeah. the time I'm like trying to do the face thing because I'm so used to it and it doesn't work and I have to remember. But it works really well. It's really nice. That's a really yeah, good. Yeah, my old point iPad also has a that they didn't stick it ID. in the power button. Sorry. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know why? Because they want you to buy it based on what you want. But yeah. Real quick. Um, the Apple TV got a bump. And the yeah, new, remote new remote also could have put touch. I want a new they remote. They could have put Touch ID in the button on the remote too. Yeah, like true. But then, the, then again, I don't know. We didn't even talk about air tags. Like I, we didn't even have enough time. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Are they? Uh, Are you gonna it? buy air tags? Is it? It is. It's a cool idea. Is it? It's a cool <laughs> idea. <laughs> What's cool about it? For them. Well, it's just like Tile had... Tile wasn't that good. The biggest problem with Tile is like they said, oh, there's a network for them, but like wasn't great. You had to have huge amounts of them in your city and they're not super accurate, right? Like because Apple put a special chip in the last oh. few iPhones that let them... It's really accurate. Like you can... With the Tile, it was kind of like you're close, but we don't know where it is. With this new stuff, it will. you can even see the direction it's in based on like how far you are and like it's very accurate. And the the mesh network of all iPhones helping you find them is a big deal. But again, you have to have an iPhone. If you have an iPhone. I mean, my hot take that I'm going to end, I'm going to just like end with is I might buy one this year. I was going to ask. Yeah. But, uh, but just we'll one? happens in September. Would you put it on one your iPhone. dog collar? One iPhone and one AirTags. No, I mean multiple AirTags. No, my dog has a GPS on it. 
literally. It. <laughs> <laughs> on her. Uh, no, we bought like a GPS tag uh, collar thing, which has its own AT&T cell thing. In it. It's crazy. Wow. But it's because like if you're in the bush and right. she runs off, like the air tag ain't going to help you. Right, right. <laughs> so... Okay, so you're going to buy an air tag with the poop emoji on it, and you're going to get an yeah. iPhone, which I think you slipped Maybe. in under the under the cover there. Uh, Freddie, yeah. you're getting the iPad. Yes. I might get some air tags, too. They seem fun. Okay. They seem fun. Definitely get some inappropriate emojis on them. Yeah. <laughs> There's only a limited set of emojis. Yeah. I'll put an eggplant emoji on it. Aww. So, anyway, that's a good place to wrap, I think, because uh, it's, it's time. Rapidy rap, rap, rap cool um yeah uh, we didn't i mean i guess some of the stuff was also not super that exciting because air tags have been like a thing for ages like they've oh, been they like, like two years ago air tags will they be so it's fine do you we, think that we that are was, already over them do you think that was delayed because they were waiting to get that u1 chip in the iphone i think that i think uh the find my app wasn't ready and i think covid well why would any why would they release it last march nobody's going anywhere now it's like oh the u.s is coming out of it so like it's like it's an easier sell i think before people would have just forgotten about it interesting i hate the u.s at the moment (laughs) me too everyone's like now the pandemic is over and i'm like like, the rest of us are literally locked in our house oh yeah the Um, global south is gonna get the vaccine in 2024 like Anybody yeah. saying the pandemic is over should be uh, banned from tweeting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. My dog is now here, so it is time to say goodbye. Okay. Just a okay, reminder bye. for anybody in the U.S. If you get vaccinated, don't leave the U.S. Don't yeah, please don't come. Don't don't <laughs> yeah. come anywhere because nowhere else has got the same vaccine rollout. So like, just yeah. don't. If you want to travel this summer and you're vaccinated, go enjoy the United States. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> see you next year you know well yeah that's the benefit is only six countries let you fly to it from the united states so yeah but don't don't do it okay that's all um good good show chargepodcast.com to come and join the discord lots of people joined this week it was cool so it could be you too (laughs) (laughs) i like that um we in a previous episode i gave away a one plus nord through our discord i'm gonna start as soon as i'm back in the netherlands i'm gonna start giving away other tech products that i've collected nice so you reject join us in discord <laughs> to get the opportunity to win those amazing nice. amazing and maybe owen will start too I'll see what's in my drawers. yeah we'll see i'll see what's in my drawers <laughs> all right what if we just Bye. um sent people air tags <laughs> I don't hate it. Alright. Um my dog is here okay. trying to get my attention for a walk, so I'm gonna bounce. Bye. Bye, Bye biscuits. <laughs>